today as we come on this Christmas Eve to, uh, to get prepared to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, I want to look at Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 31. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 31. This is our text for today. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. Um, and that is in the New Testament, we have Matthew, Mark, and Luke. This is a synoptic gospel, which falls under Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is a part of the gospel, but it's not synoptic. Only Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptic gospel because 94% of his writings are repetitive. That's why it's called synoptic. And John, only about 9% of John gospel uh, talks about what's in Matthew, Mark, Luke. Um, so Matthew, Mark, and Luke are synoptic gospels. And we find ourselves in Luke chapter 1, um, verse 26 and 34. When you have it, please say amen. And let's pray. Father, you are amazing. Thank you so much for letting us experience your life, your presence, your kindness, and your wisdom, Lord God. Just have your way today as we come on this eve to celebrate uh, the Savior, the Son of God, God himself um, being born, Lord God. We, we are so grateful for this opportunity in anticipation as we celebrate you coming to us as the Savior of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 31. Luke chapter uh, 1, verse 26 through 31. And it says here in verse 26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of the greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Uh, let's read the verse, the, the rest of it. Um, although we're going to stop at thirty-one, he will be great and will be uh, called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Murray said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you, and therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, um, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who, will, who was called uh, barren. So as we are at the doorstep of Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, I want to speak to you from the topic, the announcements of the birth of Christ. 
the announcement of the birth of Christ, the announcement of the birth of Christ. I know uh, we have come to a point where we like to celebrate Christmas and which we should, what really means the birth of Jesus Christ. By the way, just to give you a side note, Christmas has nothing to do with reindeers, has nothing to do with Santa Claus, has nothing to do with snowmans, has nothing to do with us giving each other gifts. Christmas' meaningful purpose is to look at the birth and the, of Jesus Christ coming to us as the gift from God. But before we get to Christmas, there are some events that took place. We look at it as the Advent. There are some events that were uh, taking place four weeks before uh, the birth of Christ, where we find ourselves at today, and this time called the Advent. For us, the Advent would start around November the 30th, and that's the, the, the four weeks before this time come, and we look at these different events. And in these events, we, we see uh, certain things happening and coming together, and, and God is working to to, to, to put things in place for, for the birth of Jesus Christ. And on this Sunday, um, on this eve, we, we, we look at this event called the announcement of Jesus' birth. And here in the text, Murray was a, a young girl that was betrothed by Joseph. Betrothed means the same thing as engagement, but a little more stronger word. It actually means that she had a covenant, that this, this was unbreakable. This was not that I'm going to give you a ring for five years, Murray, and we're going to get Murray five years later. This was a set time that, she, uh, that they had put together where they come and be betrothed um, until their wedding date. And, and she's waiting on her soon-to-be husband. And while she was betrothed, Murray was given a message from the angel of the Lord. Before Jesus was even born, God had announced to uh, us and to Murray of the birth of Jesus. And while she was in her betrothed, while they were engaged, Murray was given a message from the angel of the Lord called Gabriel. The Lord dispatched Gabriel to Murray to, to, to give her an answer. And here, I mean, to give her announcement. And here in the text, the first thing we see as we look at this announcement of the birth of Jesus, we see the message from the angel Gabriel to Murray. Look in verse 26 and 31. It says, now in the sixth month, this six months is not talking about Murray pregnancy because at this time, Murray is not pregnant yet. It's talking about her cousin, Elizabeth, pregnant. So Elizabeth was old in age, as we read, and she was barren, and God uh, supernaturally um, allowed her to open her womb that she may bring forth a child, which would be the cousin of Jesus, which would be John the Baptist. And now in her sixth month of being pregnant, the angel of the Lord now says in the sixth month, Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth for a virgin betrothed to the man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin named Mary. And having come uh, in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among the women. But when she saw him, she was uh, troubled and at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was this. And then verse 30, then the angel of the Lord said to her, do not fear, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive 
in your womb and bring forth a son and shall his name be called Jesus. Right here, what we see in these verses, we see the message from the angel. In this uh, announcement of Jesus' birth, before Jesus was even born, we see God has dispatched an angel. He has dispatched Gabriel to, to go meet Mary. Now, Mary is at home minding her own business. Mary says that she's in Galilee, which is also known as Nazareth. Mary was sitting up waiting for her husband to come home so she can have that big day to consummate her marriage. And, and while she's at home minding her own business, God sent the angel to her. Man, I tell you, that's how God do you. You minding your own business, and next thing you know, God will send a message to you from Pastor Pew, or send a message to you from Pastor Tucker, or Pastor Charles, or Pastor Reed, or send a message to you from someone. God know how to get in touch with us. She was sitting in, in, in Galilee looking Nazareth, said, this, this is so, so, so great, because she was at home, or in, in, wherever she was at, in, in Nazareth, minding her own business, and God dispatched the angel to give her a message. God, God, God knocked on her door. God says, Murray, I, I have something to tell you. I, I, I don't know about you, but for us who, who try to hide from God's messages, God has a way to find us. God know exactly where you are. Matter of fact, God know your address. He know your phone number. He know exactly how to get in touch with us. Murray is sitting in Galilee of Nazareth and God dispatching. God, God, God comes say, Murray, I got, some, I got a message for you. He says, Murray, I, I, I got something to say. He says, he says Murray, uh, I, I was sitting in Galilee waiting to be married. And he said, Murray, I, I had something to say. But this is not the first announcement that God made about the birth of Jesus Christ. Although we see it here in the text, this is, this is not the first announcement that, that God made that, that Jesus was coming and he will be born of a virgin and he will be born in a manger and he'll be in Bethlehem. This is not the first announcement, but to Murray, this was the first announcement. This was the first time that Murray heard this announcement, but God had, uh, had predicted this, 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 this announcement way before the beginning. We know that because look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Turn to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. That's in the, the first book in the Bible. And we're going to see this announcement way before Jesus even was thought about. In this announcement, we in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, we're talking about uh, the message from the angel Gabriel. We see that this announcement wasn't the first announcement. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, look what it says. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. God is talking to the, the serpent, the devil, and he says, I will put I will put chaos between you and the woman. The woman here stands for, for Eve, who was, was the woman who would give birth. But then he says, and between you your seed and her seed. And he says, and he shall bruise your heel and you should bruise his, I mean, he should bruise your head and you should bruise his heel. He says that this, 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 this announcement that is said in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, from the beginning, right after Adam and Eve disobeyed God, God gives indignation that the Savior will come from the seed of the woman. And this seed points straight to Jesus. He said that God says in Genesis chapter 3, 15, I'm sending the Savior. In Genesis, 
Chapter 315, this is, this is amazing because this announcement was done at the beginning of creation. After man had fallen, God had already set in plan that a savior was coming through a virgin named Murray. He already announced it in the beginning. But this announcement to Murray was the first time. But the Bible has many scriptures that, that lets us know that this announcement wasn't the first announcement. Not only was it announced in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, but it also was announced in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The prophecy of the birth of Jesus by the virgin Mary was announced 700 years before it happened. Isaiah speak of this in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. He, 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 he prophetically spoke of this of coming of Jesus Christ 700 years before it happened. 700 years before Jesus was born, he, 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 he prophesied that Jesus will come to a virgin named Murray. This was the first announcement Murray heard, but the announcement was all throughout the Bible. Murray minding her own business and, and God dispatched an angel Gabriel to, to announce to her that she will be with child. She, she will bring forth Jesus. She will bring forth the son of God, this virgin. Murray will bring Jesus into the world. This is not a made up story, folks. I know skeptics try to say this is not a real story. This is a real story because it was predicted before it even happened. Matter of fact, 700 years before it even happened, Isaiah predicted that Murray will have a, a, babe, a virgin birth and name his name Jesus. This announcement was the first time Murray heard it, but it wasn't the first time it was announced. And in this announcement, God know how to find you. Isn't it amazing when you when you up minding your own business that God know how to knock on your door? That God know how to give you an assignment that you wasn't even thinking about? Murray had no intentions on this assignment. Matter of fact, Murray didn't even want this assignment when we're going to see later. But this was an assignment that God has already selected for Murray. And he do the same thing with you and I. God has assignments on our life. And believe me, if you run it from the assignment of God, he know how to find you. God know exactly where you at. He know how to get your attention. He know how to knock on the door. Matter of fact, God will kick down some doors to let you know that he has an assignment for you. God has already told someone in here that I have an assignment for you and you've been running, but God continue to chase you down and know that he, and put that assignment upon you because God know exactly where we are. Murray's sitting here minding her own business. And to Murray, this is the first assignment that she ever heard. God, what do you mean? So we see here in this text, as we, as we look at um, the announcement of the birth of Jesus, the first thing we saw in this text is we saw the message from the angel Gabriel. Gabriel gave her a message that she will be with child and, and, and she should give birth to this child and she should name him Jesus. But then in this same text, we have a response from Mary. Look at the second thing we have. We see the, we see the response of Mary. Mary now responds. She responds to this announcement. Look, look, look at her response. The text tells us that, that Murray was troubled and afraid. Look, look at verse 29. 
Verse 29, it says that, watch this. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. What is it saying? That you're going to give birth to a son and name him Jesus. She was, she was troubled at this saying. And watch this. And consider what manner of greeting is this. Man, what are you talking about? Gabriel, what, she didn't even know who Gabriel was. Like, what are you talking An angel just showed up out of nowhere and tell me in my betrothed state that I'm going to have a child. What are you talking about, man? It said that she was troubled. And then it also said in verse 30, not only was she troubled, it said, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Watch this. She was not only troubled, but she was also afraid. God had, had, had given her an announcement, send Gabriel to give her an announcement that she would bring forth a child and it would be the son of God. And, and, and look at her response. She was troubled and afraid. Mary said, I didn't sign up for this. God, how, how can you put me in this place? What, what, what are you talking about? This don't even make sense. And the text don't tell us why she was troubled, but the meaning of trouble tells us a little bit about it. Because here in the text, this word trouble actually means to be confused and perplexed. So Murray wasn't troubled like you saying, like we think, oh, she troubled. She was confused and perplexed. She was confused like, how in the world can I have a baby and I ain't never been with a man? That's confusing. That's perplexing. Because biologically, you, you have to have intercourse with, with, with a man and a woman to bring forth a child. And Murray said it wasn't like today where you can go get them artificial assimilation and all that other stuff. But now you had to connect together and God will bring forth a child. But watch this. Murray says, I'm confused. Because I have not slept with a man. I, I'm perplexed. How, how can that happen? I'm troubled. How, how can that happen? How, how can that happen that, that, that I'm a virgin and, I, and I'm going to have a child and I, and I haven't slept with a man? Murray says, I'm troubled. And, and, and God, watch this, will do some, some supernatural things in the natural that cause you and I to be troubled. God will give us assignments that, that don't make sense to the natural man. God will give us some some assignments and 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 and, and, and some some uh, uh, some appointed times that 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 man in the natural sense won't understand. Oh, I see y'all ain't with me today. I, I, I see y'all somewhere else, so let me help you understand. When God called me here to Clinton Baptist Church, he called me here four years to Clinton Baptist Church, and when I was sitting in Clinton Baptist Church amongst the, uh, the, the pastoral search committee, and we got down to how much the pay is, and they said, well, well Pastor Pugh, we only can offer you $30,000. That, that, that's all we can offer you. And I'm looking at the budget paper, and the budget paper showed that they, we, we don't even have $30,000 in the bank. So this is nothing but a faith thing. But, but watch this. I'm leaving a church that was making over $100,000 a year. I got children in school. I got a house. I got cars. And in the natural sense, this don't seem right. Matter of fact, I'm talking to some of my pastor friends. And they like, man, we got to pray for you. I don't know if you should take that church or not. But God will sometimes give you some appointed assignments that naturally don't make sense. That naturally don't have, that, that you can't understand. 
understand. But guess what? God has a supernatural way to work it out. I still took the $30,000 and guess what? I haven't missed a meal yet. Guess what? All my bills are paid. Guess what? Everything financially is doing well because God worked in the supernatural, Murray. God don't work in the natural. I'm trying to help you understand. God has a assignment on Murray life and Murray is trouble. Girl, you need to know who God is. Murray was troubled. That's because Murray was thinking in the natural, but God was working in the supernatural. And too many times when God put assignments on our life that are hard that man can't see, we want to say, God, that ain't you. Because if it was you, it'd be easy. No, God work in supernatural ways. Murray was troubled. Murray said, I'm perplexed. How can this happen? Murray, you must don't know how God is. You should have known how God is when, when your cousin Elizabeth was old in age and barren and they have a child and now she's six months pregnant. Matter of fact, Elizabeth, old, in her 70s walking around like this, ain't had one baby first and now she's pregnant six months term. All you got to do is look around and see how God working in the supernatural. Don't get mad when other people are blessed. Don't get mad when other people are doing well. Just say thank you, God, because if you're doing it supernaturally over there, you can do it supernaturally over here. Whatever assignment God had for you, he can work it out. Murray was troubled. But then it says, not only was Murray troubled in her response, but Murray was also afraid. Murray was terrified. Keep in mind, Murray was a young girl who was a virgin, and she had a right to be afraid because the law is not like today. The law was, if you was a virgin and you had sex before marriage, the consequences and the punishment was death. It was, it was the time where the, the leaders of the, of, the, of the tribes would take you outside of the camp. And your daddy and your mama would take you outside of the camp and stone you to death because you had promiscuous sex. And at this time, Murray had a right to be afraid. Murray said, oh, no, I ain't dying. God, I don't know what you're talking about, Gabriel. I don't know what, what in the world you talking about. Do you know what will happen to me if I get pregnant in my betrothed? Do you know the consequences that I will face if I get pregnant in my time of engagement? Murray had a right. Murray had a right to be afraid. She had a right in this announcement. God, what are you talking about? Are you trying to kill me, God? Any of y'all ever asked God that question? God, what are you doing? Are you trying to kill me, God? How can you do this to me? You know the law. You know who God, God, you know what the circumstances. Matter of fact, God, you put this in place. You, 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 you set the standard of holiness. And unholiness is when you have sex outside of the confinement of marriage. God, you know the law. And now you're going to set me up to get killed? Murray was, was afraid at this announcement. Murray was afraid at this, at this time. And you and I, when God give us announcement, we are afraid. When God give us announcements that, that don't make sense, that are supernatural, we thinking in the natural, we are afraid too. 
God, you, you, you can't mean that. No, 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 God, you can't mean that. You, you, God, there's is no way you can mean this. God, 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 there's no way that you can tell me as the pastors to get our leaders around the table and sign a contract in the middle of a pandemic for $106,000 for the air conditioning and heat for the church and we ain't got a dime in the night. Just saying, I'm just saying, I don't know about y'all, but I'm just, I'm just speaking my life. God, God, it ain't no way that, that you can tell me to, to tell these, these, these men and women of God around this table with this engineer sitting here telling us that this, this, this air con 60 ton unit for heat and air condition for the church gonna cost $106,000 and we looking at our bank account, we ain't got a dime in the middle of the pandemic. Matter of fact, we ain't even have a service in the church yet and we trying to get people to pay and people ain't working and get his money up. God, I'm afraid. This, this ain't right. God will put you in some places that, that cause you and I to be afraid. He will, he will, he will push the barriers to, to cause us to grow in our faith. But guess what? All we needed to do was trust in God because before the bill was due, we had three donors that donated $106,000 in the midst of a pandemic. God could do anything, Murray. Murray, I know God set the standard, but God have a right to supersede the standard. I know God set the statutes, but God can do anything. We're not working with man. We're not working with Biden or Donald Trump or Kamala Harris. We're working with God, the Almighty, the one who had power to speak to nothing and things come to existence. We're working with the one that has a perpetual line in the sea that tells the sea to go back and forth. We're working with the one that can tell the wind to be still and the wave to stop rowing. We're working with God. Says God. Murray says, I'm afraid. God, how are you going to do this to me? How are you going to set me up like this, God? How, how can you, you do this to me? Look, look in verse 34. She asked this question in verse 34. She says, then Murray said to, to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. God, how in the world get pregnant and I ain't never been with a man this don't make sense because Murray looking at the natural biological but God looking at the supernatural God looking up here and Murray down here Oh, I'll tell you something. God has a way to send everything because he sits outside of time and he sits inside of time whenever he wants to. God know the beginning and the end. That's why he is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. He know everything. And God, in this announcement, Murray responds. In this announcement, we see the angel say, you're going to give birth. And Murray response was like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm troubled. I'm perplexed. How can this happen? And I'm fearful. But I like what happened. I like what we ain't even get to the birth of Jesus yet. We ain't even get there yet. This is before Christmas. All this is taking place. I know some of y'all probably ain't even noticed. All this is going on. Murray, like, God, what are you talking about? Now you're going to have to grow my faith some because I don't know what you're saying don't make sense. I don't know about the y'all, but it don't make sense to me. 
And Mary's saying, this don't make sense, but, but he has, we see the announcement of the birth of, of Jesus Christ. We see Gabriel uh, announcement, I mean, the message to Murray, and we see the, the response to Murray. In verse 28 and 30, we see God's encouragement to Murray. Look in verse 28. Murray, 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 trouble, right? Right? Remember, she troubled, and what else? It's in the text. It's, 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 this is an open book test, y'all. She's troubled. Thank you, Frank. She's troubled and what? Afraid. Thank you for listening, Frank. She's troubled and afraid. Frank, the only one listening. Frank, I'm only preaching to you today, buddy. Frank, yeah, I'm glad. She troubled, Frank, and she, she afraid, right? Because this is what's happening. But watch this. Watch what God do. Now we see in verse 28 through 30, God comes now and encourages. Look in verse 28. God says, and have and come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among the women. And look at verse number 30. In verse number 30, then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Murray, for you have found favor with God. See, y'all Christians, man, y'all something else. Y'all miss y'all shout. See, because Murray was troubled and afraid. But now what God do? God comes now to encourage her to let her know that everything going to be all right. <laughs> oh, that's some good stuff. God comes now in the mix of her perplexity, in the mix of her confusion, reminder of who he is and reminder that everything going to be all right. See, 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 sometimes what happens when, when you are, are, are discombobulated, when you having some issues and some trouble, God will step in and remind you that he's with you. Look what he says in verse number 28. I got to say it again in the latter part. He says, rejoice. He says, he tells her in the midst of your trouble and the midst of your fear, don't dwell on it, just rejoice. I know you're going through some things, Murray. I know you quite don't understand what I'm trying to do in your life. I know this is a new assignment for you, but all you got to do is rejoice. What the word rejoice mean? Means celebrate. All you got to do is celebrate that thank you, God, for using me. Thank you. I know it don't seem right. I know it may can cause me to die, God, but I just want to celebrate you and say thank you because you didn't have to use me. You could have used someone else, and God says, not only rejoice, but God says you have favor with me. See, that word favor, Marvin, means that you have my grace. Oh, my God. That is special right there to have the grace of God. That means everywhere you go, you walk in his goodness. You walk in his favor. Wherever you go, he says that I am with you. My hands is on your life, Murray. You ain't got to worry about man. You ain't got to worry about Joseph. You ain't got to worry about Caesar. You ain't got to worry about the leaders. All you got to do is stay focused on me. And you stay focused on me, I will work all the things out with the men. As a matter of fact, let me me take you to some scripture. God showed up in a dream to Joseph and said, your wife is pregnant and she will bring forth a child. But Joseph, you can't do nothing. You can't say nothing. All you can do is support her. And Joseph said, God, I don't know what you mean. God said, get in line. And next thing you know, Moses is now, I mean, Joseph is now covering his wife, Murray, because he knows that she can be in trouble because God has already handled the situation. When God gives you a 
assignment in your life that don't seem realistic, that seems out of test, that seems that you can't get to it. He will come and give you some assurance, letting you know that everything going to be all right. You ain't got to worry about it, Pastor Pew. Everything going to be all right. I know you sick right now, but everything going to be all right. I know you got a bad notice from the doctor, somebody out there, but everything going to be all right. I know things seem hectic right now, but God says everything Murray going to be all right. All you got to do is walk in the calling that I have on your life. All you got to do is step out on faith, Murray, because you are highly favored by God. You have the grace of God on your life. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody need to hear that everything going to be all right. Says Murray, everything going to be all right. He encourages Murray to let him know that I'm in control. You got to let go and let God, let the sterner wheel go, not in person, but just let it go and let God just move and drive you all you want to go because he is in control. He said, Murray, the favor is on your life. Murray, I have pre-selected you and my favor is with you. He said, you blessed among all women. And then he gives her the stamp. He said, I am with you. See, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know how to praise about that. Because when God say he is with you, that means that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That means no weapon formed against you will prosper. That means wherever you go, you got God on your side. So all you got to do is get your George Jefferson on and walk in any kind of meeting, any kind of situation, pipping, because God is with you. God encourages her in this announcement. We see the message from the angel. In this announcement of the birth of Jesus, we see the response of Murray. In this announcement, we see God's encouragement to Murray. But the last thing we see in this announcement is God's mission for the son. For God's mission for the son. He says, Murray, it's found right here in verse 31. The end of 31 is one word. He says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. You ain't got to go get a sonogram, Murray, to tell if you're having a boy or girl. Matter of fact, God said, here's your gender reveal. You're going to have a son before you even get pregnant. He says, you're going to have a son. Watch this. Thank you, God, for tweeting that to me right there. That was good, God. Thank you for that says that you, you're going to have a son, watch this, and call his name Jesus. Here, here it is. Here is in an announcement. God says, not only am I going to give you a son, but I'm going to give you the mission of your son. I'm going to let you know who you're giving birth to, Murray. I'm going to let you know the power that you got in you. I'm, you we talking about that favor, but I'm going to let you know. How do I know? He says, because you're going to call his name Jesus. You should call his name Jesus. This Jesus is the name that the Bible says is above every name. 
This, this name Jesus is, is Yahweh, which means God saves. So not only did he give the name of Jesus, not only did he give the announcement of the birth of Jesus, but he gave the mission of Jesus. See, you running around trying to work extra hours to get gifts under the tree. But Jesus said, I came and you should be celebrating me for Christmas because it's not about gifts that you give. It's about the gift that God has given. What gift did God give? God gave Jesus the Savior of the world. This word Jesus means that he saves. This is the mission of Jesus. See, Jesus came as the perfect gift to die on the cross that you and I may surrender our life to him that we may have eternal life because the only way we have salvation is through Jesus Christ. He said that you should name his name Jesus because when he comes in as a virgin and you give birth to this son, his mission is to save those who are lost. We sitting there trying to getting stressed out about buying some gifts. We sitting there trying to work extra hours to bring in more gifts and more gifts. And the gifts ain't for us to exchange to each other. It was the gift that God has given to us. How in the world are we going to give gifts to each other on God's birthday? Usually when it's your birthday, you receive a gift. This is God's birthday because he is born. This is not about Santa Claus. This is not about reindeer. This is not about a Christmas tree or light bulbs or all that stuff. This is about the birth of Jesus Christ and his mission that he came to die on the cross, on Calvary Cross, that he was stretched out and beat all night and blood was shed for you and I, that he may be a gift to the world, that whoever surrendered their life to him, he may they save their soul. It says in this announcement, don't forget the mission. The mission is not about all this festive stuff. The mission is not about going in debt for gifts. The mission is about the death of Jesus Christ and that's why he was given to us as the perfect gift to you and I. So when we wake up tomorrow, we know the behind story. Tomorrow is the, not the actual day Jesus was born because nobody know that. We just predicting it was the 25th in that range. But we're going to celebrate him for being born as the gift. And I ask you a question. In this announcement, what gift would you have for Jesus? What gift are you giving to Jesus? Because this day is about Jesus, his birth and his mission for us who were lost. I like the way Matthew said, Matthew said he came to save his people who were lost. Man, that word to save his people is not talking about all humanity. And that text is talking about only the Jews, the cold nation. But then thank God that the veil was ripped because of the death of Jesus Christ, that now salvation is open to you and me. So we can partake in the festivities, but this day is about Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. Amen? This is the announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ.